Welcome to the Learning Scientist Podcast, a podcast for teachers, students, and parents about evidence-based practice and learning. Today, I am here um, with Eva Dundas from Branching Minds, and I'm really excited to talk to her about a handful of things. Um, But to start, um, Eva, if you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your path. I know you earned your PhD and you were on sort of an academic path and then took a non-traditional route into industry. So could you tell us a little bit about that to get us started? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So yes, I started down what I thought was a very traditional academic path, thinking I would be doing university research. I got my PhD in developmental cognitive psychology. And so I was studying um, really how children are learning how to read and, and how the brain is changing when they're learning how to read. And then I was getting towards um, my dissertation and finishing up and feeling very frustrated <laughs> that one, not having to, you know, move anywhere in the country just for the one single postdoc position that's opening up in, in what I do, but also feeling really frustrated, like the research I was doing is not actually getting into the classroom and that there's so much we know from academic, you know, learning science research that's just not um being impactful in in the classroom. And so I wanted to get into industry or a more applied field of work. And so I left academia after I got my PhD and met my now CEO, who is starting Branching Minds. We started as a a four-person kind of startup team, and now we're about a 60-person company. We are in the field of MTSS, which is Multi-Tiered System of Support. And so we are our aim is to really help teachers understand their students and, and more effectively support them. Yeah, and your path, it's different from from mine and, and those of the learning scientists, but there are some similarities, which is how we got connected, yeah. right? So we also were frustrated about sort of the lack of of this information getting into the classroom, but also I'm at a teaching institution, right? And I, I do research, but I teach and I really love the teaching. And so I stayed on a sort of traditional path, but kind of tried to merge it into what we wanted. And so we're still that that four-person team. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So maybe just to make sure that we're all on the same page, I know I don't know a ton about it. What is MTSS? Yeah, so... MTSS stands for Multi-Tiered System of Support. It is a practice that is, it's been around for a while, but it is really getting a lot of traction now. It is, it was really kind of born out of this practice called Response to Intervention, which um, when IDEA reauthorized in 2004, they mandated that district that states really make sure that schools are using a more data-driven approach when they're um, determining if a student has a learning disability. And so it's a framework for using data to preemptively understand which students are falling behind, implementing various supports or interventions for those students who are falling behind, um, and continually monitoring their progress to make sure if what you're doing is working And if a student really is genuinely falling behind peers with appropriate evidence-based support and intervention, then at that point, it would be 
appropriate to refer them for a special education referral. And so it's, you know, that practice has been around and most states are using this data-driven approach. Um, really past five or so years, districts are, are moving away from thinking about this as a special education referral process. And really, it should be thought of as this systemic practice, um, which is where multi-tiered system of supports really started becoming the the more popular acronym. And so it's um, schools are really thinking about it as a way to just use data to understand what students need and if the support we're providing them is working and to do that in a more strategic and systematic way. So it's it's a a support process for all students and and really breaking from this. This is just what we, you know, do to get a student into special education. It sounds to me as though it's this is it's really great in that you're you're using data to support students. And right, we yeah learning scientists love evidence-based practice. And I know that you also love evidence-based practice. <laughs> it also sounds like it potentially could be extra hoops. I don't know if if some schools or teachers feel that way. It does when when the messaging is off from leadership, you know, it's a, it's a critical piece to, to help teachers really understand the, the purpose behind that practice and what using the data can, can help them understand about their students. And so I genuinely believe all educators are, are in their job because they want to help students and they want their, they want to be able to do that in the best way possible. And so when leadership can really help teachers understand the purpose and the motivation behind this practice and help give them the support they need to be able to actually do the practice, then you see real, real change in, in how people are thinking about it. But yes, when you've got, <laughs> when you've got district or school leadership who just says, we're doing this because we're doing this, then yes, it can seem like this is a hoop I have to jump through. And, and that's, that is a battle that, you know, schools are, are facing when they, when they're thinking about adopting MTSS. Yeah. Teaching, especially these last couple of years is not yeah. for the faint of heart. No. <laughs> so if, if you're in teaching, you are a genuinely, you know, someone who wants wants yeah. to help, right? Yeah. So how does Branching Minds, how did, how did Branching Minds develop or get into this space? And how do you, how do you support teachers in their pursuit to support their students? Yeah. So we actually were, were born out of a frustrated teacher. So our CEO, um, Maya Gatt, she was a classroom teacher in the Bronx, and, and she felt very frustrated, feeling like there were students who were struggling in her classroom who she didn't know how to support. Um, she had this idea that there are, are school psychologists and learning scientists who really know what are the right things to do, but she couldn't easily get connected to them. Um, at least not in the timely and efficient way that she needed to, to be able to support her students. And so this was about you know eight to 10 years ago at this point. And so when we got connected, we really started thinking about the struggle that she's experiencing is something that's addressed if you can develop a healthy, effective MTSS practice at your school um, or at your district level. And so we approached it really thinking of that that teacher struggle and and how we can help um, get classroom teachers connected to the broader community of their school and the resources like the school psychologists, the interventionists, and help them use their data to to be able to to uh, you know seamlessly support the students um, in in a classroom. Yeah. So coming from a teacher struggling seems like like a really almost 
grassroots or sort of very genuine yeah. way. Yeah. So tell me um, a little bit more about how you how do you support teachers, right? Because the you started out with this teacher who felt it sounds like felt a little bit isolated and wasn't able yeah, to access. Siloed. Yeah, wasn't able to access resources. And so, how does your work now really, really help connect teachers um, and and support them um, in ways that your CEO really sort of dreamed of? Yeah. So we it's evolved over over the years, but we started originally just focusing on building out a web application to streamline the entire MTSS practice. And so what we do is we connect to student information systems. Um, Every student gets an account. Every teacher gets an account. Um, The teachers then see the students, their their class view. Um, We ingest all of their assessment data. So you can see, you know, based on the standard assessments, which students are struggling with what and who needs what level of support in any given topic. Um, We then help them identify particular goals that would be appropriate for students to work on and then connect them to evidence-based resources that are aligned with the goals that those students are working on. Um, And they can do this collaboratively. So I think one one major problem, I think, with a lot of web apps or other platforms is that data gets saved for the teacher and it's not shared across the student. And so what we do is we think about all the um, all data should be saved centrally around the student. And so any teacher who's working with that student has access to see everything that's getting done to support them um, across topics, across years, across campuses, if they're bouncing around within a district so that teachers can really work collaboratively um, to, to support a student together. It's evolved in realizing, you know, a web application is not going to just fix the problem. And so <laughs> we've taken really um, an approach to enhance the professional learning and opportunities around what is a good MTSS practice and what does that look like at every level um, from, you know, the district down? And so, you know, what does it look like at, to have a healthy district level MTSS? What are the things that we need to do to support district leadership and school leadership around, you know, making this work possible for teachers? And so um, there's a, a big component now of our thinking that, you know, to better support teachers, we need to support leadership and help them figure out the right ways to support support their teachers. Yeah, it actually reminds me of integrated healthcare systems, yeah. right? Where everyone everyone is often very siloed and you go from one specialist to the other and you hope that yes. you can keep in mind what you're supposed to say in order to connect them yourself. And Yeah, it's amazing how how many schools still keep student information in paper and in folders, and then it just gets lost every year instead of helping to build that rich profile of a student across, you know, the teachers who are supporting them. Or even if it's electronic, you still have to, you can't access, right? Yeah. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah. So it sounds like, I mean, you're doing, you're working with districts and and leadership. Mm -hmm. You're not necessarily, you know, scouting out and working with individual teachers, but there are a lot of teachers who listen um, to the podcast. And so I'm wondering, you know, if if a teacher's listening to this and they think, wow, my school doesn't use branching minds, but I really wish I could, could support my students better. Mm -hmm. There anything is there anything that you can recommend or any sort of evidence-based practice 
that that might help that individual teacher? Yeah. So so we actually put out a lot of um, content and resources for how teachers can actually engage in this practice. So, you know, we're in this because we believe that teachers need support in helping students. And so a lot of the um, resources and information that we put out is really just about the practice in general and not about using branching minds. Um, And so definitely check out, you know, our website in terms of looking for, we have help articles, webinars, really that are all focused on on the practice and, and not actually the platform. Yeah. And that's, um, we'll put the link to to all of that into the show notes, but those are free resources if I'm yeah. remembering correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like what I really love about about you and your group is, you know, it's, it's not just like, we're trying to make a profit and use this web platform yeah. and we'll sell it to you. And it sounds like you were genuinely wanting to help teachers, but then of course, you know, in order to help an entire district manage all of this, that you, you also need to, to you have yeah. overhead, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's the same philosophy as teachers. It's hard, you know, it's hard to, to do this work. And so I think the people who genuinely really care about making a difference in education are, are the people that are going to need to move it forward. Yeah. And how do you, this is just me being really curious, but do you feel like your PhD is serving you in this space other than just, you know, I needed to get the PhD in order to have the, <laughs> yeah. to some extent the degree sometimes is just like the thing you do, but how does your research background really feed into your work? Yeah. So that was the big question in transitioning from academia into industry is how do I actually use the skills that I've developed in, in this program? Um, and I do think it was it was critical in terms of helping me really think deeply about child development and how their children are learning and how we can systematically better support that. It's, it's slightly different than approaching it from just a research perspective. I, I was fortunate to, to get connected with a community kind of early in this transition who helped me think about it more as like, instead of a learning scientist, you're a learning engineer. And so what you need to do is, is start with the problems of practice. And so start with those teacher problems, start with those school problems, and then pull in what you know from the learning science research and the learning science community to to help build problems, to help build solutions that actually address those real problems. And so I think without that learning scientist mind, I don't think I would have been able to, to make this transition to kind of a learning engineer type role. Yeah. And we talk about this all the time, right? We When we first started this learning scientist work, it wasn't it wasn't a team or a project. Mm-hmm. It was just like a couple of us on Twitter, like, hey, students, do you want to learn how to learn? And <laughs> yeah. students were like, go away. <laughs> but, then, but then we were like, wow, these teachers really want their students to learn. Maybe yeah. we could talk with them. Um, but I, we started out trained as cognitive scientists. We we're like, all right, yeah. yeah. So we just will tell you what the research says, and we learned really quickly. It is not effective for anybody. No. You can't just be like, this is what you should do. Yeah, not just because that sounds awful, but also because I, I'm, we might, might not even be an, asking and answering the right questions. Exactly. Yeah, which is such a waste of yeah resources. I mean, yeah, yeah. It felt yeah, it felt like you know when I started thinking about this work, 
um, I mean, actually originally got my master's in a program called mind brain education. And it's like the whole idea is like, how do we, how do we translate research into practice? And I just, really isn't the right approach because it's not a translation problem. It's about genuinely understanding the real problems that schools are facing and then pulling in what we know from the research. And I feel like um, for so long, there was just a research needs to push best practice into schools. And and that's never going to take off. Yeah. Science communication, right? So communication involves multiple you yeah. know, at least two people and in it's theory a conversation yes in theory the person who's listening should also understand and have some stake in in that conversation yeah and that's what used to frustrate us it's like we're writing yeah. these paragraphs at the end of these papers that no one is ever going to read in yeah. part just because they can't access them but also i mean show me what teacher is like sure i've got all this extra time to read these dense papers mm-hmm. and try to figure out what's going on you know in my spare time what are you talking about these teachers mm-hmm. don't have spare time it's all it's all hands on deck right yeah. so yeah i and i'm ask sort of selfishly asking you like how did you get into industry um, <laughs> and coming from that space and sort of i feel like i a little bit straddle both worlds not that learning scientists is an industry um it's not even technically a nonprofit although we don't make profit the goal is just mm-hmm. to to kind of have our have our little project and keep trying to make everything as accessible and bi-directional as possible. And sound like you're doing similar work in terms of getting resources and, and things out there. So if if I'm an administrator or I'm someone who is in a position to say, okay, I want to support multiple teachers within my school or within my district, what recommendations do you have? We also have resources for them as well. <laughs> I mean, um, MTSS is a system level practice. And really, at the core of that, it needs leadership to really help build that system. So teachers can do with what their school is providing them to do, but the schools really need to be the ones that then provide the teachers with those resources to be able to do it. And so there are so many you know, phenomenal places, you know, American Institute of Research is doing some great work and really helping leadership think about how to better support MTSS as a practice. Um, so definitely check out some of their their guides and, and webinars and, and articles that are, are really written to be ingested and to be actionable for, for school leaders. So other than visiting the website and accessing um, these sort of static resources that you have available for the teachers and for um, higher leadership, is there are there any is there anything else that Branching Minds is doing? That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we actually have a, a, a pretty good great virtual community of educators. So um, one, there's a MTSS Facebook group. If you're on Facebook, I think they're pretty active and we've got some some great um, supporters who, who are on that site. Um, we're also hosting a virtual summit in December. Um, so registration is up on our website. Um, if you haven't done a virtual summit, it's, it's actually, they've People have gotten pretty good at, at hosting virtual, like online forums and conferences, and so it's a great way for people to to 
you know, get connected with educators across the country and, and chat about MTSS. And so um, there's registration up on our website. Yeah. And you, you mentioned, um, you mentioned to me off mic that someone from AIR is giving the keynote. Yeah, Tessie Bailey. Um, she's a, a great thought leader and researcher who is also a former academic who's gotten into the world of, of applied work. Um, but she's leading up um, the MTSS work at AIR and she's giving one of the the keynotes. So really excited to, to be able to learn from her. Yes, this will be great for anyone who is in education and wants to support students and cares about evidence-based practice, which I think is probably most of the people um, that listen to our podcast <laughs> and visit our website. Um, so thank you so much, Eva. This has been a really, I, I have learned a lot um, about MTSS, but also just personally about, um, about <laughs> academics and um, and different paths. Um, so on the show notes, we'll put up the link to your website. They'll, they'll have that information about the summit. I'll get that Facebook group uh, URL from you yeah. too. Yeah. So thanks so much. Thank you so much. It was great getting connected with you. This episode is funded by listeners like you. To support our work and gain access to exclusive content, visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash learning scientists.